0: As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.
1: Welcome to Home Group. This is Friday night, and we are already having a blast, and we're so glad that you have joined us. Tonight, we're going to continue talking about the Symbols of the Holy Spirit, but I want you to get the download. It's free, Symbols of the Holy Spirit. Just go to renner.org. You can download it right now. We've been talking about the symbols of the Holy Spirit all week, and we're going to continue next week. But you should also order the whole series. Now, in our home group, we're all talking. We're enjoying each other. We're enjoying you. But in this series, it's really line by line, precept on on precept, what the Bible says about the symbols of the Holy Spirit. And we're also offering you my book, which is called The Holy Spirit and You Working Together as Heaven's Dynamic Duo and why we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But thank you for being with us. And remember, if you need prayer, just write us prayer at renner.org or call us 1-800-742-5593. We would love to pray with you. And again, thank you, friends, for being with me and Denise and Paul and Joel for a home group tonight. Hi, guys.
2: Hi, Rick. Welcome, home group. We are so glad to be spending this time with you.
3: Welcome, Paul. Hi, everybody. It is truly fun to get to spend time with you, and we are really having fun together. And as we talk about the Holy Spirit, I'd like to highlight that we're not just talking about symbols of the Holy Spirit, like what is He referred to as in the Bible, but we're actually learning about the Holy Spirit and how He works in our lives today. Paul, before we started home
0: group... We heard a wonderful song. All right, we're going to sing it for you. Are you ready?
2: Wait, we're not ready. We need to talk about the wind. Okay,
1: tonight we're talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in Scripture is symbolized as wind. (laughs) And last night I wanted Denise to sing a duet with me, and she abandoned me. I had to sing by
0: myself. I sing.
1: But tonight we're going to have a trio because Paul refuses to sing. All right, are you ready? Let's, let's sing it, Denise. Are you ready? This is a duo. Lead us. No, you got to sing with I them. can't do this. Okay, let's do it. I
2: don't know. Oh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes, wind comes sweeping down the, the plain, where the waving wheat is sure smells sweet, and the wind comes right behind the rain. Oh,
1: Oklahoma, every, every night, night, my, my honey, lemon and I, I every night, sit lemon, alone and talk and watch, talk, and watch talk, a hawk making, making lazy
2: circles in the Denise.
1: sky. You and I never sat and watched a hawk making lazy circles in the sky, not once.
2: I oh, know we've got to finish it. We know we belong to the land, and the land we belong, belong to, to is grand. And so when, when we, we say you. I yep, I owe my A. we're only saying you're, you're doing, doing fine, Oklahoma,
3: Oklahoma, O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A, Oklahoma. O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A.
1: Now, the reason I know that song is because of Oscar and Hammerstein, the musical Oklahoma. And,
3: you know, I'm just sitting here thinking... Here I'm looking at our sons. They
2: don't understand our they don't I've actually
3: I actually have been to the musical Oklahoma. I don't know when we went, but I do remember. Really and I look. take
2: I took you to that.
3: We went as a family. And it rained. It was outside.
1: Yes. And it, it rained. It, it rained, yes. But you know what I'm thinking about? Okay, I'm gonna sound something that's gonna shock you. I don't think I remember the national anthem. We have been gone so many years. I haven't sung the national anthem in thirty years. I can sing that. I'm sure you can. I don't even know if our sons know the national anthem, maybe parts of it. But I remember Oklahoma because we grew up singing that song from Oscar and Hammerstein.
2: Well, because it's about our state. It's
1: about our state. But when you grow up in Oklahoma, you know something about wind.
2: (laughs) Is that why we sang that song? That's
1: why we sang because tonight we're talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit. So we grew up in Oklahoma. And as a child, I was very aware of the power of wind. And I loved it because if the atmospheric conditions were just right, the clouds would begin to lower and you could see a bank of clouds across the sky. And sometimes you could see little funnel clouds, little fingers hanging down. And I would stand on the back porch just hoping one of them would turn into a tornado. Oh, I wanted to see a tornado. And. If the conditions were just right, the sirens would begin to blare. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. When the sirens begin to blare, it's just like it lit a fire under me. I was so excited. And my mother would say, Ricky, get off that porch. Get in this house. We're going to go in the bathroom and shut the door. A tornado's coming through. mother would nearly have to tear me off the porch because I just loved the power of wind. It was so unpredictable. And I really liked it when the sky turned green. When the sky had turned green, you knew you were in trouble. And because of that, I loved to watch what movie? Tornado. No. Twister. Twister. No, not Twister it was later. Come on, guys. Oh. We all grew up watching oh, The course. Wonderful Wizard
3: of Oz.
1: the,
2: the When the Tornado Dorothy. came through
1: Kansas and Dorothy. picked up the house and Dorothy. I just loved that because it reminded me of my childhood. But do you know what's really disappointing to me? That was in
2: Kansas. And you're though. going to
1: think that I've really lost my mind, but I never saw a tornado. I was in tornado weather, and you know, really it just amazes me. All these Rama students who came to Tulsa, they all tell stories about the tornadoes they saw while they were student, students at Rama. How could they all? Thousands of students see tornadoes. I think they had very vivid imaginations. I grew up in Oklahoma, I never saw a tornado. But Denise, you were in a tornado.
2: I was in Miami, oh, really? Oklahoma. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. We're going to hear about it now. So, so it's just like Rick's described. It, you know the clouds, and you can see the you can see the fingers coming down, and and my dad said, we're going to the cellar. So and you to guys the basement. had a, You guys had a basement. Yeah, we had a basement. I, I
1: I
0: it wasn't a basement. It was a cellar. Yes. Yeah, well, you guys like lived in the cellar.
2: No, we didn't. I
0: heard every time it rained, you guys went to the cellar.
2: Oh, well, my mother would say that was true. Because my mother, every time it stormed, my dad would say, we're going to the basement. And my mother would sit there like... (laughs) 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 I remember it to this day. But on that particular day...
3: You had water in your basement. We
2: did, Paul. On that particular day, there really was a tornado. And so we were down there, and I remember I was so worried about my sister because I didn't know where she was. And we were down there, and you could hear it over you, and you that have been in tornadoes, you know what I'm talking about, and that eerie, horrible sound. It, it's powerful. It's sound. like a
1: it's like a railroad coming it, by.
2: It's a powerful sound. And so we were sitting down there, and all of a sudden, every dust particle in the basement it just this power just went and it all sucked that power sucked all that dust particles anything that was on the floor it sucked it to the sides of the wall and that was the power of that wind
1: and when you came out big tornadoes were uprooted and thrown all over the place
2: well yeah trees there was a barn that was uh you know, not where it was supposed to be. It was down the street. And our tree right in front of our house, I mean right in front of my mother and dad's window to their bedroom, like two feet away, was uprooted and fell over. And it didn't fall over on the house. It fell away from the house.
1: Okay, I have to tell you a story I don't think you know. My great-grandfather Miller, do you guys know this story? He got caught up in a tornado. He got caught in a tornado. Now, my family came to Indian Territory, Oklahoma, before it was the state of Oklahoma, and my great-grandfather was the band director for P.T. Barnum for 20 years. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, they came to Oklahoma. They were a circus family, and my grandfather, Miller, grew up on the range in Oklahoma, and one day he and his brother, Edwin, were literally picked up by a twister, and they were carried almost six miles, and they were spit out. Now, I don't know how they survived that because of all the stuff that would have been carried in that tornado that so radically affected my grandfather's life that for the rest of his life, if a tiny little cloud appeared in the sky, he and Grandma Joe were headed to the cellar. And I remember my dad saying, they're going to be killed by water moccasins because the (laughs) cellar was filled with snakes. (laughs) They said, forget the tornado. They're going to be killed by water moccasins. (laughs) That <laughs> they were all the time in the cellar. If we tried to call out to their house and they didn't answer, we already knew they were in the cellar. I mean, he was so affected by that tornado that picked him up. It affected the rest of his life. He would even call us clear over in Sand Springs, and he'd say, a storm's coming through. You guys find a place to hide. It just really affected his life. The power of wind. But in Sand
3: Springs, when I was... That explains your mother a little bit. Because we were, I remember once I was in Sand Springs Mm -hmm. near Tulsa and the green skies and there's wind. It's It's, very impressive, isn't it? It's beautiful. Uh, And you just want to, it's mesmerizing. But grandma got us all in the bathroom. The bathroom was in the very middle of the house. Absolutely. And she had all of the grandkids. I think there was like four or five of us in the bathtub in the middle of the house. Mm -hmm. And we were waiting for the sirens to turn off. Well, when a tornado would
1: pass... Where really bad winds would pass we'd come out from hiding and you could see the electrical wires down in the streets denise do you remember that
2: of course and
1: all those wires spitting those electrical sparks all over the place and branches and trees all over the place it is amazing the destructive power of wind
0: oh i I was just a a few years ago i was in oklahoma's in tulsa in city of moore there was a, a rating four tornado. Five,
1: number five. Biggest tornado ever recorded in history came through Moore, Oklahoma.
0: Well, I was there the day before it happened. day after. Well, I was in Moore the day after it happened. Yes, that's correct. And I walked through that neighborhood. Uh, there, were, there were cars and trees. And you could just, you, I was standing on this pavement. And I realized I was in the middle of someone's home. There was no house. It was just mm-hmm. foundation. <clears throat> and you could see neighbors helping each other. And you could just see the line of destruction. It was amazing. Well, we're all aware of the destructive power of wind. But
1: if wind is properly harnessed, it's a blessing.
3: The wind's not only destructive. It can be very positive. Wind wind can be part of uh, the harvest season and and plants getting what they need to pollinate.
1: Actually, wind brings tremendous benefits. I want to read to you. Think how much it would impact the world today if there was no wind. It'd be really hot. It'd be really hot. The earth would stink because wind removes pollution. Wind Mm. removes all those horrible smells. The earth would be stagnant. Stinking from pollution, from the normal decaying processes that is occurring in the earth. Think of how essential wind is to the development of civilization. If there were no winds... There'd be no windmills. Exploration would have never occurred Mm -hmm. because ships couldn't sail. You couldn't navigate. Without wind, Mm. there would be no navigation. If there were no winds, a world without wind, those guys could have never set sail and conquered the world. If there was no wind blowing, there would be no movement in the earth, no windmill blades would have ever turned. The production of materials would have been slowed or diminished completely. Wind is essential for progress to be made. Without wind, we would be hundreds of years behind in history. Wind cannot be seen. But the effects of wind can be felt, and we really need wind. Isn't that amazing?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: In the same way, you can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can feel his effects. He's like wind. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said that in John chapter 3, verse 8. So open your Bibles. John chapter 3, verse 8. Are you enjoying our home group tonight, please? If you've been through a tornado, go online and tell us. I'd like to hear your story. We'd love to hear from you. But in John 3, verse 8, Jesus said, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he uses the word wind, which is the Greek word pneuma. And here it is used symbolically to refer to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself said the Holy Spirit moves like wind. And he says the wind blows... He's talking about the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit blows, and the word blow means to blow as wind. You can't see it, but you can feel the effects of it. It blows where it listeth. The King James Version uses the word it. The Greek says, thele, where he lists, where he wishes,
3: Mm.
1: which means the mind of the Spirit determines where he's going to move, how he's going to move, how he designs to move. And Jesus says you can hear the sound of it. It's very important because you may not always be able to see the Holy Spirit, but you can hear the movement of the Holy Spirit. You can hear it. You know, I'll never forget years ago, Denise, when I was ministering in Denmark. And, of course, Denmark is connected Mm -hmm. to Greenland. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of Eskimos in Greenland. And a pastor in that meeting where I was ministering gave me an audio tape
3: Mm Paul, oh, have you ever heard that audio? I tape remember, it? I actually remember you playing that audio tape mm-hmm. in Riga during I the church service. I
1: cannot find yeah. that tape.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: it's an audio tape that was recorded in a meeting in Greenland
3: mm-hmm.
1: among native Eskimos. Just having a regular worship service, all of a sudden, you can hear what sounds like almost like airplane engines. It is so loud. Mm -hmm. and it was literally a Pentecost that occurred among the Eskimos in that region. The movement of the Holy Spirit, you could hear it, and you can hear the reaction of the people screaming. Mm -hmm. I mean, just overwhelmed by what's taking place. Mm -hmm. You can't see it, that the Holy Spirit is not always quiet. And sometimes religious people always want everything to be quiet and reserved. But when the Holy Spirit moves, sometimes it's very loud. It's very boisterous, very often. Jesus says you can hear the sound, and the word sound is the word "phone," which means a sound, a noise, a cry, even a shriek, which means sometimes the Holy Spirit's very noisy when he begins to move. He's like wind, and Jesus continues and says in John 3, 8, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The word Spirit is capitalized. The word pneumatas it's referring to the moving of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus here says the Holy Spirit operates a lot like wind. Go to Acts 2.2. And let's see another example of this. And in Acts 2.2, it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Notice it says suddenly, the word suddenly, the Greek word, aphnu, Something that took them off guard and by surprise, this was a suddenly experience, bam, suddenly, the Holy Spirit began to move and there came, the word there came, the Greek word, egenito, a form of the Greek word, genomai, which something that takes them off guard or by surprise, mm-hmm. they did not anticipate this. suddenly,
3: mm-hmm.
1: And there came a sound. The word sound in Greek is the word echoes. It's where we get the word echo. The same word is used. In Luke 21, verse 15, to describe the roaring of the sea. Have you ever been next to the sea mm-hmm. during a sea storm? When Paul was a little boy, Denise and I were traveling up and down the West Coast, preaching and preaching and preaching. One day we drove near Seaside, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And we went down to Cannon Beach. It was beautiful. If you've never been there, it's beautiful. If you have, you know how beautiful it is with the big haystack rock.
2: Highway 101.
1: Highway 101. There's only one in the world like it. It's so beautiful. The sound of the waves, the sound of the wind, the roaring of the sea was so loud, standing next to each other, we could not hear each other. In fact, we were even yelling at each other and we could not hear each other. That is the word that is used here when it says, there came a sound. It was like the roaring of the sea, which means if you had been in that room on the day of Pentecost, you might've been covering your ears. The sound was so enormous as it came into that room. And the Bible says, Mm -hmm. there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. The word rushing carries the head of something that's being driven along very loudly and the word mighty, the Greek word "biis." listen to what it means. It depicts something that is violent, like the thundering or the roaring of the sea, or a mighty wind that swept downward very loudly and very violently. The emphasis is not on violence. It's just something so loud. It's just overpowering. That's how the Holy Spirit entered that room on the day of Pentecost. It's exactly what we heard on that tape. From those Eskimos mm-hmm. in Greenland. I mean, I will never forget hearing that. Yeah, that was
0: Mm-mm. special. Mm-mm.
1: And the Bible here says it was like a mighty wind. Well, the word wind, the Greek panoe, a wind so loud that one may be tempted to cover his ears from the overpowering noise of it, which means when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, this was no quiet affair. It was loud. It was noisy. Not violent in terms of destruction, but it sounded really aggressive. As the power of God came, it was strongly felt.
3: Mm.
1: Listen to this. Just like wind moves ships, it does. Just like wind empowers engines. Just like wind drives windmills and disperses pollution from the earth. When the Holy Spirit moved on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit released so much power that the 120 that were in that upper room were suddenly energized by the wind of the Spirit to emerge from that upper room as a mighty army that God thrust out into the world. Mm
3: -hmm. is that amazing, guys? Yes. And I'd like to add that the... Disciples that followed Jesus and saw resurrected Jesus, multiple people saw resurrected Jesus, they did not go out and change the world. They did not become the apostles, the disciples of Jesus that we know today until they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, that Acts 2-2 moment. So the power that came it changed their lives forever and it's still changing our lives today. And the
1: Bible says that filled all the house. It means every nook and cranny, this was inescapable. In that house, that room is large. Oh, We've been there, it's a big room. Every nook and cranny of that room, it was inescapable. They could not escape from what was taking place. Now listen to this. Mm -hmm. When the wind of the spirit blows upon a near dead church, it can blow life back into the congregation again. That's what happens when the wind of the Spirit blows. When all of our organizing is done and is nearly perfect, yet we still lack power, it is the wind of the Holy Spirit that blows upon us that can cause our vision and our organization and our mission to come alive with the power of God. And one of the best illustrations of this is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Does anybody know what that is? It's when God breathed into Adam, Adam. the breath of life. Now, there was Adam. God made him physically. He was a perfect specimen, but he had no life. It was just a form with no life. It's like a lot of churches. It's like a lot of believers. They've got a form. It didn't have life until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And when that breath breathed into him, suddenly that perfectly created being became a living soul. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were there in that room, the Holy Spirit breathed upon them, and suddenly the church emerged. That can happen to you, that can happen to me, that can happen to us, that can happen to your church. You know, a lot of times we do our part. We organize, we perfect, we design, we spend so much time putting together the structure.
3: And that's okay because the Lord has Beta us responsible, and we're supposed to take care of our garden. But it doesn't work. If, it doesn't become a living thing
1: until the wind of the Spirit breathes upon it. Yes. Joel?
0: Wow. I remember there was a quote you read. Hmm. There's a lot of... What was the quote you read? It, 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 it talks about there's not a lot of intercessors, but there's a lot of planners. Yeah, that's right. And if we spend more time praying we would have more power. That is Leonard Ravenhill quotes. Very powerful. Very powerful quote. It impressed me. But we need to spend more time praying. And the, power, the, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I think that's very empowering. I'm, I'm reading about Elisha right now. Mm. And whenever he prayed for the rain to stop, it stopped. And there are were, there were many things that that righteous man did. And I'm sure he prayed a lot. Jesus prayed a lot. He went away and he prayed a lot. And I think we need to take example of that in praying the Spirit ourselves. Can I give you another
1: insight? The Bible tells us in Peter that in the Old Testament, prophets spoke and prophets wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. You know what that word moved means? That word moved is a technical word that described the servants on a ship who would raise the sails to catch the wind.
3: Mm, inspired. Uh-huh.
1: Which means, in order for prophets to write, they had to learn how to hoist their spiritual sails to catch the wind. Mm -hmm. I think that's very powerful, because it means, if we're sensitive, we can learn how to hoist our spiritual sails. Mm -hmm. And we were even reading Mm -hmm. Kings that there were schools of prophets. There were schools of prophets, but here's the deal. If you're not sensitive, the spirit can begin to move and you can miss it. Mm -hmm. But if we will learn how to set our sails... When the Holy Spirit moves, it will move us forward. It will give us forward motion. We have to learn how to set our sails. That might mean reading more of our Bible, uh, praying in tongues, becoming spiritually sensitive, being obedient in the small things, doing everything we can to learn how to recognize the presence and the movement of God. We've got to set our sails because the Holy Spirit has the wind we need to move us but think how many churches don't even have sails. How many believers don't even set their sails. We have to set
3: our spiritual sails because the Holy Spirit is like wind. Sometimes, sometimes we build churches like boats with jet engines, uh, boats, boats with motors. But our church is not supposed to be a boat with a motor. Our church is supposed to be a boat with a sail. And, and, mm-hmm. th- and that's where we need to put our focus on, is, is do we have a sail? Which
1: also really? means sometimes yeah. there's times when the Holy Spirit wants us to move and sometimes when he doesn't want us to move. Yes. Our movement depends upon the Holy Spirit. And there are moments when he's not moving. There are moments when he is moving. And we have to be sensitive to both seasons. But we've seen in tonight's home group, by the way, it's Friday. We're wrapping it up for this week. When can be destructive and when can be positive? Of course, If we'll harness the power of the Holy Spirit, it will really be a powerful thing in our lives. Now, if you want to stand against the Holy Spirit, you're going to find out you cannot. He's like a river. He'll move you out of the way. If you think you can stand against him, he's like fire. He'll burn up the chaff. If you want to try to stand against the Holy Spirit, like wind, he'll move you out of the way. Let me tell you a true story. Denise and I were ministering years ago in a church This is really the truth. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. And the pastor of that church was having a really hard time with the leadership of that church. The Spirit of God was moving in that church. And the leadership said, We don't want this. We don't want this in our church. We want to tone it down. And it's very unlike me to do this. But when I stood up to preach that night, I said, If you do not repent, Mm And if you do not let the Holy Spirit have His way in this church, this is word for word what I said, you're going to feel like the roof has fallen in on this place. When it came out of my mouth, I thought, Rick, Runner, That was pretty bold. You don't say things like that. I said, you're going to feel like the roof has fallen in on this place. It's just like their necks were just so stiff. They just didn't want to move with the Spirit. Well, we had our meeting that night. We went home. Guess what happened? That night, that night, the roof collapsed on that church auditorium. Literally, the next morning, the entire roof was laying in the floor of the auditorium. I drove by to see it with my own eyes. Snow in the middle of the auditorium, water running through the middle of the auditorium. What I had prophesied the night before Literally took place. Our roof fell in on that church. That's the truth, and it is. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were pretty speechless. And I'm thinking about the Holy Spirit. You can flow with Him, and He'll move you along, but if you resist Him, He'll just move you out of the way. We're out of time. Can you believe it? Mm. Wow. Hey, when we come back on Monday, we're going to continue, but we got to go. Thank you. If you need prayer, please write us prayer at renter.org or call us 1 800 742 5593. We love you. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it?